welcome back to our Change Cultivators listeners for continuation of season four. And today I'm sitting here in Nashville on a sunny but slightly chilly morning with a very special guest on the show today, my dear friend, neighbor and rock star musician and TikTok celebrity, Hannah Dasher. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hannah, you and I have shared many wonderful moments in Tanglewood, which is a, an area we live in. Hannah and I are actually neighbors um, and generally on the on the music scene. And I've been asking you to come on our show for so long. So I am super excited to Glad have to you be here, here today. Girl. A short walk to work this morning. <laughs> so before we kick off, let me give you um, some background on this wonderful woman we have on the show today. She's the salt of the earth human being a fabulous country music singer that has credentials as long as her hair, uh, a woman I really admire in terms of her journey, her drive, and her focus as a person. Uh, she's operated in one of the most cutthroat industries in the world and has stayed the path through what I would say is probably one of the hardest journeys of success as far as, as industries go. So more on that in a little bit. Hannah, why don't you give our listeners a bit of background on where the Savannah Girl comes from and what, what, how do you find yourself in Nashville today? All right. Well, I mean, I've, I've always planned to, to be a country artist and uh, because I grew up with country radio and watched Reba on the CMA, CMA Awards as a kid growing up. I just knew that uh, it was what I wanted to do for a living. But I moved here in 2010. Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, the year of the big flood that happened. And I was forced to move back home. I, I worked for Tracker Marine. I sold bass boats for bass pro shops uh in mercury outboard motors and uh so we all got laid off but i wound up moving back to town uh later that year bass pro hired me back and i worked for another year and they fired me for writing songs <laughs> on the job you imagine that but <laughs> but as fate would have it one of the songs i was working on wound up getting up i mean I, I signed a major publishing deal a few months after they fired me and one of the songs i was working on at, at the time of my release and my termination i got picked up by brad paisley Ooh. Anyhow, and he released it on his Love and War album and is fixing to re-release it as a duet with Miss Kelly Clarkson. Amazing. So I heard she just sang her ass off. So wonderful. I can't, I can't wait to hear it on the radio. Oh, so from Bass Pro Fishing to, to Music in Nashville. Right. So, um, so thank heavens for, for that manager that fired you at Bass Pro Shop, right? Right. We, were, we wouldn't have you in the music, music industry today. And I think, you know, that just goes to show how many people start on you know, a path in life and then land up really getting to follow their passion, but it's not always easy. I mean, you've been uh, on the journey to break into the mainstream music industry now for 11 years, yeah. right? Yeah. 11 years. Well, so that's probably was the goal though. I mean, I, it gave me, I didn't know anyone when I moved to town. I didn't know one, but it gave me two days off during the week to navigate this thing called co-writing, professional songwriting, because that's before I could get a record deal as an artist, if you're a songwriter, you want to get a major publishing deal first. So that was my first order of business. And I felt like working retail and not to mention the handsome clientele that came in <laughs> would be a good avenue. So you're no stranger to the, the hustle of not only the road and the music business, but also the, the personal hustle, yes. really, which is, you know, the part of a person where you've really got to dig deep to keep that fire blazing through what is many ups and downs. And I you know, we've moved on from Bass Pro Shop. Now I'm talking about the 11 years in the in the music industry and many changes. Yes. Um, so today you have, and, and listeners take a seat because Hannah has a fabulous uh, list of credentials here. You've earned critical acclaim uh, 
by Rolling Stones and Billboard magazines. You have over 1.5 million followers on social media today. Your music videos have surpassed a million views. Uh, your most recent song, Girls Call the Shots, which is mine and my daughter's favorite. She oh. knows, my three-year-old knows every, every song, uh, every word to that song. Uh, that's just past 1.3 million streams, and that was only released a few months ago, right? Uh, I believe so. Actually, I think it's at 3.4 million. 3.4, okay. I need to get my numbers updated, yeah. Um, you've played with many of your, your own heroes, such as Hank Williams Jr. Yes, and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and you've had the honor of uh, singing the national anthem at uh, you know a number of very very prestigious events around the the states. Is it NASCAR, right? Oh, that was yeah. That was a just recently we did that on NBC at Charlotte. It was a bucket list thing. Yes. So I mean, just amazing. I mean, you've also been nominated for Country Music Television's 2021 Next Woman of Country and Fender Guitars 2021 Next Big Artist. Um, you've been signed by Sony and you have played at some of the world's most prestigious venues around the USA. Uh, what a great track record of success and achievement. But what, but what people don't see is behind all of that uh, is really a lot of hard work and a long journey and a lot of personal, um, you know, talking to yourself about how to keep going, you know, keep navigating the change, the letdowns. And I mean, you've got all these fantastic credentials, but you know, what about radio? I haven't, I haven't heard you on radio I'm yet. I, <laughs> where, where's the radio? There's your question. <laughs> oh, heavens. Well, uh, a label would argue that uh, they're not, they won't take you and they won't take me to radio because my Spotify streaming numbers are not high enough. But I argue, um, you know, Eric Church and John Party acts like that. Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, who who do well at radio now, would didn't stream well at first either. Those are acts that, and I'm an act that has to be broken on the road. I've got to be on a major tour. I've got to be broken on uh, radio. Yeah. Uh, and uh, most labels, at least my label, Sony, was so adamant about streaming well first. Anyhow, but not every artist is going to be broken the same way because I'm not, not every artist is alike. Yeah. Anyhow, and so it just comes down to me having a manager or not having a manager that could put the thumb on the label to say, okay, we just put out the half record. One of the songs is going viral on TikTok. Let's go ahead and start pushing her to radio. Um, I didn't have a manager to do that. So uh, my label was oversaturated and they said, thank God they let me go. Yeah. <laughs> So what, so what have you sort of learned? Because obviously, now I'm going after the label that I want to be at. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what's your question? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, so, I mean, obviously that's quite a, you know, that's one way of thinking. So the music business has thought about, you know, you have to stream well before you get onto radio. I well, mean, it's, well, it's political. I mean, like, listen to what you're hearing on radio. Um, you know, like the, the number one question I get asked by my fans is, why aren't you on the radio? Like, why aren't they frustrated? Why aren't like, like, my music's too good not to be yeah and I agree with them yeah. well, I wouldn't be doing this for a living yeah but it just it, it's a political game I mean that's what you can listen to commercial radio and this is not me sounding like a jaded pissed off artist I think it takes a little bit of that to keep going but it's just a, it's a political game I mean it's whoever it comes down to whoever's got the biggest baddest manager yeah yeah 
So it's not the fairest, uh, no. easiest They industry. don't do tour auditions. They don't do... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't exactly. do radio auditions. It just comes down to uh, to the manager. Yeah, yeah. So you really, I mean, you've got the passion, you've got the talent, and you have to keep going, keep knocking those door downs. And, you know, it's frustrating a lot of the, the dynamics of the industry. What has, like, motivated you to, to take this path and keep going through all of this, you know? Because I'm sure there's days when you go... You know, I'd love it to be this way, but it's just not like that. And we can't always have our own way, and the industry is not going to always work how we want to. So, personally, what is it that keeps you going oh, and pushing through as a as an individual in terms of, you know, the good and the bad and the change and you know all the things you've got to go through? Oh, my gut keeps me going. I I know without a doubt that this is what I was destined to do. This is I'm a believer, so this is you know my my faith pushes me and my faith is my gut in a lot of ways yeah. so uh that pushes me because I know this is this is my calling but the affirmation that I get from uh just I mean standing in lines for an hour just you know after a show to take pictures and sign you know uh, I'm selling merch and putting butts in seats no I'm not on the radio yet but I am doing that yeah and so I know that this is working and obviously my TikTok going viral and things like that. It's just, uh, it's about something that's so much bigger than myself. Mm. And there's so much joy that people get from a 59 second stand by your pan video or from a funny song like you're going to love me or whatnot. And so uh, uh, I feel like it's my responsibility to, uh, to, to see that through, to, to, to make the most of my talents and to give back yeah. to the world, to leave them in a better place. So I think it's just, it's all a, it's a long haul, but I think the, the end result is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, cause you know, a lot of our listeners um, tune in because they want to hear how people who have done it well have managed change and sort of, you know, you know, how they've embraced change and gone with it versus giving up at the, at the first hurdle, you know? And I think, you know, Hannah mentioned Stand By Your Pan. For those of you who have not followed it, it is fabulous. She has this amazing cooking program called Stand By Your Pan, which is a, is it Patsy Klein? That's a Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette. It's a play on Stand By Your Man, but Hannah stands by her pan. So um, she's got uh, obviously her music career. She's got Stand By Your Pan, which is, which is online, which is very focused on Southern cooking and where you come from yep. um you're also approached by I mean I know you I, I, yeah well I was going to say yeah. can I mention them you know Le Creuset my favorite cooking pots the minute I saw Hello. Uh, Le Creuset boxes arriving at Hannah's house I was like hey handsome over this way um but she's got these <laughs> fabulous sponsors like Fender and you've got Le Creuset when I say sponsors in various forms of sponsorship um so you've got the music business you've got the cooking show you also being approached for tv stuff and programs and shows how do you keep focused because obviously when we're trying to grow in life and in business and in careers it's easy to take on too much and do a lot of things not well versus actually staying focused so and i know you are approached by a lot of you know opportunities and i think it's hard to actually say no to some of them because you've really got to keep your brand focused i mean what is it that says to you, okay, let me not take on too much. Like, how do I keep focused through this? Because it's not through lack of opportunity that you could be taking on multiple things, right? Right. Well, I mean, I think you just, you basically answered the question. Uh, you're, you're asking me, how do I stay focused with as many opportunities? 
yeah how do you not take on too much do 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 well I don't know how to not take on too much but I, I literally was just I had a phone meeting before I got here with my business manager about the same thing. Like, okay, do I take on this? Yes, it's going to make me some money, but is it, but I feel like it's going to take away from my art. And ultimately it comes down to the music. It comes down to the songs. And if I'm so busy cranking out social media content and videos, whether they pay me well or not, uh, it's taken away from my music. Yeah. And I've got to have a day or two a week where I can, focus on the songs was I'm still under contract with Sony Music Publishing yeah, to, yeah. you know, to deliver music. Yeah. And, and so uh, the brands that I take on the, uh, uh, or if I choose to do so, everything is, I try to gear everything around my, around country music. I mean, Stand By Your Pan is fashioned around, it's, it's a country music infused video. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like t- TikTok series. So yeah. And, and literally it was just a means to, to get me through the pandemic because we weren't touring. And so I knew I had to, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to do something to entertain. So I just started fiddling with my TikTok account and lo and behold, it blew up on me. I wasn't yeah. expecting it to, but now that it has, it's gained me a bit. I mean, I can't go to an airport or a restaurant or a grocery store without taking a photo with someone. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. thankful for that. So uh, if that's what gets me into the door, then I'm going to capitalize on it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we speak to a lot of different guests on the show. So we speak to a lot of CEOs, managers in the corporate world. And one of the themes that comes through a lot is um, success is also about learning when to say no, but also it's about stepping back. So you can be in the treadmill of your life and your music or the company or whatever it is. But if you don't take time to step out of it and breathe Mm. and actually go, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And why am I focusing on it? You actually land up, as I say, being a jack of all trades and master of none. So I love that because I see, I mean, I see Hannah has so many opportunities around her. And I often think, you know, of, of our podcast and our guests, which is actually being able to just really stay focused, step out of the excitement sometimes and go, why am I doing stuff? Is really also a key part to being successful in what you're doing, right? Is staying true to yourself, your brand and where you're spending your time. So you mentioned the, the pandemic. Um, so understandably that hit the music scene very hard. Yes. Um, and particularly, you know, because we had no in-person shows anymore. So tell us a bit about that and how you dealt with it. You mentioned, you know, that really got you looking at uh, the standby, your plan yeah, and TikTok yeah. and all that. So how did you, pivot? I hate the word pivot, but how did you readjust yourself to go, okay, I'm not going to have in-person shows now. Well, yeah, I, got I a- did just that. I, um, uh, we, we weren't touring, which was killing me not to be on the road. So I, and my friends were commenting, like I spending a thousand bucks a month on my grocery bill. So uh, everybody was cooking yeah. for the first time in a long time. And I thought, well, hell, I can cook. <laughs> Now's a good time. I, I had the stand by your pan idea trademarked uh, probably seven years ago at my lawyer's office because in my mind, it was going to be a one day I wanted to host like a like a late night Jimmy Fallon meets Paula Dean yeah. kind of comedy infused or music infused cooking show. Uh, kind of pie in the sky, but I thought that it could be cool. So yeah. I went ahead and trademarked copyrighted the slogan. Yeah. So it's mine. But I figured, well, let's just test out this idea on TikTok and see how it was going to do anything. And had you been on TikTok before? Uh, I had tried to make a few little videos just to figure out the app. I didn't have a ring light yet. Um, but my dear friend, Johnny Cloherty, I owe him everything for encouraging me, for creating my account and encouraging me to get on there. And so I did. So, yeah, I just started cooking and 
uh, and I'm me, you know, and I'm an entertainer to the blood. I don't want to bore people to tears. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think it works. So you hit a roadblock and said, okay, wait. What I, I, makes, I, prefer our, I prefer my recipes to most anyway. I'm a, yeah, I come from an, a long line of opinionated cooks. <laughs> <laughs> and how quickly did... Um... But I sing on every episode. So they, they get a glimpse of, okay, this girl can sing. Yeah. And then when I can, I'm trying, I try to include stuff like I'm a busy artist. I don't have time to do so-and-so. So let's do this recipe kind of a thing. But uh, you'd still be amazed at how many people are just, just think I'm the cooking lady. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm a TikTok girl. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but, but it, but it's starting to translate to ticket sales and because people are coming out to watch the show and coming yeah. to meet me. And, and this was your idea, not Sony's idea. No, not at all. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. So mine. you were like, and so the label who just brought me, thank God they did. Uh, thank you. Uh, the reason I stayed on board last year was because once my TikTok was blowing up, they offered me a second deal. Yeah. That was involving uh, Sony pictures like Hollywood. So, okay. cause I've always wanted to, to do that. That's one of my yeah. bucket list things is to be in an old Western, to, to have a presence in Hollywood in some way. Anyhow. So I stayed on board. The VP who was my representative got, uh, or left and he was the last of my champions there so he left the beginning of the year march or april and so uh by that time i was the half record the music the yep. half record that i just put out was underway and so i i just committed to see that through and uh and yeah and they promised me radio in the fall and so fantastic so <laughs> so the pandemic knocked you down and, and you got up with a vengeance and now yes. through all of this uh hannah is literally a major tiktok celebrity so oh, if right. you haven't if you haven't followed followed her or seen her go check her out it's it's hannah dam dasher and stand by your panel is there are they both under hannah dam dasher well the the tiktok hannah dasher was taken so uh, my tiktok name is uh it's at hannah dam dasher h-a-n-n-a-h-d-a-m-n D-A-S-H-E-R, like the reindeer. So Hannah Dan Dasher is my ticket. Like the reindeer, like the reindeer. <laughs> I love it. Right. I know, I love it. I love it. So um, as I said, we've got a mixed group of listeners, some from the creative industry, some from the corporate industry. And I've had the pleasure of getting to know you on a personal level. And, you know, you're such a wonderful, warm person, you know, and just hard work. I mean, you cannot find another human being who works harder than Hannah. Absolutely. Um, I need a trainer, though. I need a guy to come to the house to work. Help me work out. What a fitness trainer. I do. <laughs> um, you know, I'd just love to for you to share with our listeners, you know, what motivates you to coach yourself on a daily basis? Because a lot of this is the business you're working in and Sony and all your partners, but a lot of it's, you know, you waking up every day. What and motivates that, me? Well, what, 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 yeah, and what motivates you to coach yourself every day? Because, I mean, you can have this great team around you, your publishers, your record label, your managers and all that, but a lot of it is you as a person, your, your spirit as a, as a human being. Like, what motivates you every day to get up and say, I know you said you're, you're followers and you want to give back and all that, but, like, because every day I get a step you? closer. Yeah. I mean, every day I'm making progress, like every show that I play, like I just played a really big show uh, night before last. It was like last night, but uh, it, south of Vegas with Justin Moore. And um, it, it was a I mean, it was a packed audience. And, and I love my favorite thing to do is to go play shows. My favorite thing to do is to open for a bigger act. Yeah. Like a Justin Moore or a John Party or, a, you know, guys like that or Ashley McBride, because uh, I love uh, sharing I say stealing fans but I love sharing yeah you know, stealing their fans that's that's what it's about is, is growing my fan base and just 
growing the brand and just getting one step closer to the goal to the goal yeah yeah, yeah to the goal so that that's what motivates me that and and I just I, I read my I was a PR major at University of Georgia, go dog. I didn't know. So, uh, I, so was I. I didn't even know that. Girl. Well, <laughs> so um, I, I do my best. I think one of the reasons my TikTok uh, has been successful, and granted, it's still growing. I'm trying to grow it further. We'll get into that. But is I, I try to read my demographic. I try to read my comments and just to kind of see what what they're catching on to, what they're yeah. not. And some of the biggest feedback is like they're frustrated again that why aren't you on radio or why aren't you on TV? kind of a thing with the exception of the circle network. Thank you, circle network. Mm -hmm. But all that to say, um, that motivates me to keep going because I know that there's a quality to what I do. And um, I'm just trying to, trying to build up everything that I can so that the team that I want to build doesn't have a reason to tell me no. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, there's opportunity in the incubating period here. Like I'm, I'm thankful to have a, to be a free range chicken right now. So that um, I can build up the YouTube. I can I can build up. I can start writing some more songs. I can do whatever I've got to do to build the team the right way. Because last time I went about things kind of bass backwards. I got a record deal before I had a manager, before I had a you know the booking agency and all that intact. And so now that I've got my yeah you know, my agency and whatnot, and I've got the songs and I've got the right publishing team, now I'm going after the right management team first. Yes. Then we'll go to the label of my choice. Yes, yes. So. And you've done a lot of, I mean, Hannah's built her brand. I mean, as much as you've been with a label and all these sort of things, you've built your brand yourself. And I think a lot of artists, would you say, go to a label and then they say, okay, tell me what to do, right? Oh, it's like, like a puppet, basically. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, which is another reason why they let me go is because they're used to, I hate to say contriving, but yeah. basically they just, they take an act that, that, that spins really well, on YouTube or like Spotify, like a young teenage act who hasn't had their heart broken enough yet to write really quality stuff, in my opinion. But yeah. needless to say, there are these songs that are these uh, like overnight one hit wonder, basically. So, yeah. And so they will uh, just try to feed that to the masses uh, and just they kind of throw it out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Then they move on to the next thing. And do you think as an artist, you're not being true to yourself if you take that kind of path? Because I mean, what I'm hearing from you is a lot of passion, staying true to your beliefs, staying true to yourself. I mean, I'm thankful that Label bought me or gave me a really great wardrobe budget and introduced me to my <laughs> stylist. And so I saw Best Little Whorehouse in Texas <laughs> as a little as a little girl. I saw like, the reruns. And I've, Burt Reynolds is my favorite movie star ever. So everyone, they, they call me the, TikTok calls me the brunette, Dolly Parton. The brunette. Anyway, but I'm not, I've never tried to be Dolly. I just happened to see Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's how I want to dress. I want to know why. I can afford to look like that. I want to buy those clothes. So that's basically, uh, you know, what I've done. I've, you know, 1980, that late 1970s. I just, I love how those, uh, those old pearl snaps. And I guess today I'm wearing my hippie shirt. I've got mushrooms it's like <laughs> old hunter green big collar shirt with little brown mushrooms everywhere it's fun Ooh. i love it i want to know why you're, i want to know why your mother let uh, you as a little girl watch the best little whole house in texas yeah. Yeah. i don't remember i thought <laughs> we had to close our eyes on any kissings <laughs> i'm just i don't i don't know how old i was when i saw the rerun but it but it impacted me as far as fashion goes and I just thought oh this is how I want to yeah I mean I practically live in this I mean you've been to my home you see I I I live like I dress I mean I've yeah my my kitchen is 
it, memoriam to my grandmother's it's, it's harvest gold and avocado, avocado green. yeah and, avocado and that's green. part of the reason the tiktok videos have taken off because it's just it's a walk back in time for people they feel like they're cooking at their grandma's house yeah again. and yeah. i feel like i'm cooking at my grandma's house every time i go into my kitchen yeah that's why because it's it's a warm it's a big warm hug yeah you know i just have to cook with more liquor or whatever <laughs> my grandmother did but but yeah, I know. And you know what it is? It's staying true to yourself. I mean, and I'm sure as we're talking, you guys can hear like Hannah loves oh, what she sure. does. She's always known she's going to be a singer. For sure. And- I, want, I want the biggest hair in the room. I want the, you know, the, the snazziest outfit, if you will. But that's just who I am. I, yeah. I, I'm not one to go along with the crowd. But but again, you and I both, we grew up uh, performers performed and they brought you a show. Like yeah. they were in sequins. They were in a coat and tails or they look beautiful yeah, yeah like they were and I mean in our parents day my gosh like look at like the temptations and Marty Robbins and the Conway the world. And, yeah but yeah I mean like but it was a show it was glam it was a show yeah. and and I'm not going to be one of these artists that shows up at the CMA awards in a flat brim hat and blue jeans no I mean there's yeah. you know to each their own but I just think that uh, I think it's all uh, a genuine show and I love wearing sequins and 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 people part of the appeal of my show is they want to see what I've got on yeah yeah um so and why not give that to them you know exactly. if, it's, if it's something that you can do why not it's fun and it's I it's know exciting. and you know what you enjoy wearing sequins you get excited and your audience loves it and I think that's what comes down to leadership right why do you follow like if in business why do you follow a leader you follow a leader because they're convinced they're passionate about what they're doing they are authentic. They open themselves up. I mean, look at you. You open up your kitchen. You know, you open your home up to millions of people every single day. And I think that's a beautiful thing in why people follow you because they know you. You're not putting up this. I mean, you get dressed up because you love it and it excites you and people feel it. You know, you um, open up your kitchen to cook. You open up your home. People know what they're dealing with, you know. And we speak to so many different people on the show. And I think this is really what comes out as some of the strongest leaders in the world that sort of take, you know, you've got your fans, they've got people in companies, which is, um, you know, being authentic, staying true to yourself, um, you know, you know, not having a different life, you know, from a corporate point of view, you, you turn up to work one person and at home, you're a different person. You don't have that. No, I'm me 24 seven. And the world sees you all day, right? I think, I think, I think the world has a, has a, can I say bullshit? You can uh, say whatever reader. you want. I think, I think, I think <laughs> they do have, have BS detectors. And, and I think that, I think that's why certain things uh, stick and why certain things don't last long. Mm. And all that to say, uh, the most successful, you talk about leaders and leadership. I feel like the most successful people that I know are the, are the ones that are the most self-aware. Yes. And so I try, uh, especially during the pandemic really forced me to, and a lot of us just to kind of focus on, okay, mm. to work on ourselves, it, it slowed time down so that we could kind of uh, make some own changes mm-hmm. within ourselves. And I made some positive changes in my life. And I feel like as a result, I've started to see more heat on my career mm. you know, and what are some job. of those changes well um in and how i talk to my team around me okay i grew up in the deep south with a sassy opinionated women and uh you know bossy and yeah. and 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 that's how i speak yeah uh and, and that's all that i've known but it's but it's taken a friend or two to say hey there's a nicer way you can ask for that. Yeah. There's a, you know, and that, and that hit me like, okay, I really, I don't want to demotivate the people yeah. around me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to yeah. be known as a bitch because I'm not a bitch. I'm coming mm. from a good place. 
So I just think there it's things like that, just yeah, uh, how to stay out of my own way. Mm. Um, you know, letting the and again it comes down to motivating the people that are around you mm. to get what you want. Yeah. Because you have a I team want. for a reason, right? And correct, if the team correct. doesn't work well together, doesn't want to be there, no one's going to succeed. That's true. That's true. And and you can still, if you're a control freak, you can still get get what you want. Uh, but mother says you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So <laughs> I think it's just a matter of uh, yeah. letting things be their idea. Some and making sure that credit is given to people. And yeah, yeah, that it even even when it's not I yeah, just think yeah. you still you still give a little it's bit appreciating the the motivation Absolutely. and the, yeah yeah and I think the pandemic opened that up for every sector I mean you know just if, again I go back to zooms you know there was a time when you didn't want to do a zoom unless your house was perfect and your kid wasn't running around or the you know the dog wasn't in the room and now people are just like everyone's in the same boat everyone's trying everyone's going through the same thing and it's almost in a way got us to know people better, right? So as much as there was a negative with the pandemic, it's actually like, as you say, it's taught us to slow down. It's taught us to have more empathy for people. Um, and it's taught us that, especially being remote, I'm sure a team is so important, especially when you oh, can't be sure. with them in the same room. So it's motivating them from afar. So Hannah, where to next for you? Tell our listeners what they can expect to hear from right. or see from Ms. Hannah Damdasha in Thank the coming you, months. I have a song coming out this week, the end of the week. Uh, it's, a, well, it's a Christmas song. We're, we're getting in early for the season. I don't believe in decorating that soon. But um, I'm, getting, I'm getting my Christmas tree out next week. I love it. But <laughs> uh, we had a Christmas song. My girlfriend, Julia Cole, she streams really, really. She's got like 50 million uh, like she's amazing anyhow she and I are putting out a Christmas song <sighs> ask it one more time that's time okay getting windy I'm so okay, sorry no, fine. Okay. I wish you could use the original answer but okay do you why don't you use the original Gareth and just tag on this last part that's fine I can do that okay so um okay I'm gonna ask you a question so just add this on to the end okay sure. four three two one and what about what about touring what does the touring schedule look like well before Reba I've got a few more dates to do on the uh, you're gonna love me tailgate tour I'm trying to get the attention of a particular manager in town which he's taken notice I will say can you give us and, a hint of who it is well I don't really advertise the artist but uh rhymes with Rarick urch <laughs> and so i'll be crashing a couple more dates in uh, north carolina and south carolina and uh, greenville and greensboro so so to do that december 17th and 18th look for the white f350 whether you're gonna love me tailgate banner i'm excited to do that gotta and, make your own lane honey i know well this and is then a... reba in january Bye. oh reba amazing and this she's is paying me good to do that now, is so. she good good well i hope to make the one of the shows now just to to give our listeners just a little bit more insight into how this woman navigates change and the the highs and the lows in life hannah has hired or borrowed a truck a fan has done that at a truck. Well, I didn't get on the tours that I wanted to yes. because I don't have the manager that I want yet. Yes. So all that to say, uh, my dear friend, Biddy and I are managing me. I've been managing yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, yes, a, a fan donated his F-350 yes. flatbed truck for me to use. And a dear friend has donated a PA system. And, uh, yeah, I have been crashing the fan tailgates, uh, 
pre-show shows, but it's, it's free pre-show shows that I'm doing in the main parking lot at the venues of some major artists. Yeah. So Hannah wasn't getting some of the shows she wanted and for our non-US. So I made my own damn tour. Yeah. People are coming. Yeah. So for the, our non-US listeners, the, the tailgate, it's a, it's a flat big truck. So it's got like the, the, the driver at the front and then it's just flat at the back. And Hannah's basically got her own stage and she is touring the country. Yes. And parking in you uh, ask you ask forgiveness, not permission. And luckily I've been I've been very lucky to uh I guess the in, the venues and parking lot operators or security have been really cooperative. Of course, when you dress like I do, they just assume that I'm already part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, but but yeah, I pick a parking lot that's main or that's near. An artist. That's, well, well that, that's, at, that's at the venue, basically, yeah. so that I catch some of the foot traffic coming in. But it's been a great opportunity for my fans to come out yes. and to come meet me and see me. So uh, I have to pick a parking lot where they can actually park. Yeah. So, I mean, how's that for resilience? Hannah it didn't get the stages she wanted, so she got her own stage on wheels and drives around and has these huge crowds in the in the parking lots before the big show. So absolutely amazing. Um, and for our listeners, for those of you who don't follow Hannah at the moment, you can find her on TikTok, as we said, uh, Hannah Dam Dasher on Instagram and all the streaming platforms so spotify apple um you know pandora, the whole gamut pandora yeah. all the good stuff hannah thank you so much for coming on the show i've absolutely loved having you here thank, thank you. you thank you for having me i had a ball <laughs> <laughs>